everybody to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. And this week we got on a rant here right before we turned on the uh, recording equipment, and we're going to just keep going. Bud, uh, I'm going to call it the foodification of, of, our, of everything we eat. Is there ever going to be kind of an end to the foodification? Where everything has to have, like, some style and special name. You know, Rick, I tell people I wrote about food before it had to all be, like, gussied up with fashion names and and, uh, and before it all had to be, like, a TMZ page of its own. <laughs> well, it, I think maybe what, what set me off is I was noticing that there's a new um, ice cream shop opening on the South Fort Worth near Southside. Now, and it's that, called Melt, right? Melt. That is a craft ice cream. It's a craft ice cream. Much like I am somebody who just had a craft beer the other night, and I ate a gourmet burger. There's our burger mention for this podcast. Um, so I'm not somebody who is immune to the uh, lure of foodification. I'm just wondering if when when there will when there will be a backlash. When when is there going to be a pushback? Now that? does craft ice cream alarm you? Because we have like all these artists and everything else, and you, you you're all for like the, the the rodeo goat burger with the boysenberry jam on it, but but you don't no, like no, the craft I, ice cream. I, I no, I just don't uh, think I need basil and. But I mean, I'm throwing it out there. You, you're you're, you're the person who hears from the the people who say, "I just want a cheeseburger," <laughs> or you're the I one am who the guy who says, "I just want." A well, you know, but you no cheese. but you you kind of know how to live go between both worlds. So uh, Steve is firmly planted in the foodie world, so I can't talk to him about this. Well, yeah. isn't Kraft going back to basics? I mean, you know, instead of having a big company manufacture stuff, we're going back to basics. Well, here's the problem, though. One is like we throw in a bunch of sort of really cool-sounding ingredients, locally sourced, of course, and then we call ourselves craft, and we charge people more money for it. So you object- this Now I'm, I'm playing the part of the crotchety person because, I, like I said, I Look, do you like— You are a crotchety person. <laughs> I am at the moment. I'm playing the role of because I'm also the person who championed Rodeo Goat— mm-hmm. And, you know, Hop Dottie and all sorts of other places that do the exact same thing. So. But what do you object to at Melt? Is it the basil and the berry ice cream? I don't object to anything. I guess maybe I mean, just they I have like They have like a, a, a vegan that's coconut milk and chocolate. It's really good. You've uh, been. I haven't been yet. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not objecting I mean, to it yet. I, I'm just I'm – object, I'm, I'm posing the question is – when will when will the general public push back and say I'm not talking about were, myself because they were overly foodified. What what do you have against basil? I mean, I'm growing it in my backyard. It's a real common ingredient. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> using that as an example. But not in craft ice cream. You're not no. craft. <laughs> hey, the basil ice cream is really good. The basil and and the how uh, much did it cost? Uh, Two fifty for a cup. And well, the, that's uh, pretty reasonable. You know, I think. and all of it's good. It's it's uh, it's uh, you know it's some hardworking ice cream. It's it's some sincere. Handcrafted ice cream, well, it, and she and all of her flavors are good, even though they are like honey lavender, and yeah, you know, they've all got some you know some tweak to them. They're all good. And I I think uh, maybe just the as I was reading about this place, it kind of set me off. But it's not like the gelato shops that were popular a couple of years ago don't have lavender and and all sorts of other sort of exotic flavors, and even Cold Stone Creamery, which I w- went with 
to, with my mom the other day had you know tangerine and all sorts of other kind of flavors. So I guess it's just a, a trend that it's no longer okay just to have vanilla. Yeah. And we should. And, and I caught Kevin from from uh, mm-hmm. from Tokyo Cafe in Melt the other day. Yeah, I uh, texted him about that, and he said, "I'm just supporting the local uh, craft people." Yeah, he was he he was checking out the the berry basil too. So as a matter of fact, you might come around. You know, we ought to at least say. Where it is, because it's like on... on <laughs> don't, wait a minute. It's don't, like on, don't put me as I have to come <laughs> around to it. I have not been there yet. I live nearby, so I'm sure I'm going to go there. I'll probably probably be their best customer. It's but. on West Rosedale, like two blocks west of Hemphill. So if you know where the Good Luck Hamburgers is, it's in the next block. And it's, so it's just far enough off Magnolia to not be totally Magnolia trendy. You know, but but uh, but it's, it, it's it just It is off my Magnolia. job to stir the pot. In this podcast. Well, Put, have, I'm putting the pot stirring in the podcast. There is a lot of foodification to complain about. I'm looking at the menu for the Easter brunch at the Worthington, mm-hmm. and it says they have indigenous huevos <laughs> rancheros. Indigenous. Indigenous. Now, I have no idea where they are. Are my other huevos rancheros not indigenous? You know, I, I mean, so, are, the, are the eggs? I mean, I understand, yeah. like— if they're having like uh, like free range huevos rancheros, what, what is indigenous that. about it? Is it the eggs, or is it the way it was prepared? They're saying the dish is indigenous, and sure, you know, just about anything. You know, I mean, either it's from from Castilian Spain or it's indigenous. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, you know, what would be like non-indigenous huevos rancheros. So. Well, maybe they have chickens up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, you're the you're the foodie in the group here. I mean, you could probably. You know, call BS on something like that, right? I mean, you could do you do you sometimes see that on menus where something is kind of pumped up and well, as being this like you know amazing thing, and then you get it and you're like, well, it's no big deal. Uh, I find Fort Worth the, they don't really you know play it much. I mean, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, we got chicken fried steak, we got stuff. <laughs> it's not uh, like we're we real- don't just have chicken fried Ooh. steak though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Bird Cafe and AF AF and B uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and you know all the new. Bite. I was just reading about Bite, which I haven't been to. Have you been? Oh, this all reminds me. Yeah, I have been to Bite. They've got a lot of foodie fied stuff. You, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 you'd probably they have some like you know uh, some <laughs> upscale t- drinks I'm too. I'm going to be making T-shirts. Don't crazy. foodify me. Now, now I'm remembering when all this how all this began, and this is like many years ago, fifteen twenty years ago, when the first Deep Ellum Cafe came and opened in Sundance Square for a couple of years, and I got this call saying, "Have you been to that Deep Ellum Cafe?" <laughs> I said, yeah. She said, you know what they put in their chicken and dumplings? I said, what? The, they put rosemary in their chicken and dumplings. <laughs> I actually missed that chicken and dumplings. <laughs> that was good chicken and dumplings. But that, was, that was what passed for uh, really exotic was, that some, was a the, sprig of rosemary. That was the first <laughs> signal of the foodification of everything, that everything has to be food. No, I just – it's the fashion – it's the, the, the you know, fashionista food life that – that bothers me that you can't just have a restaurant now. You have to have three television shows, and, and uh, including two of two that uh, have plot lines about how your business is struggling and you need investors, <laughs> even though you really don't need investors. And and uh, you know, but the uh, I, I, I just I, I, the, the the fact that all the food is becoming celebrity uh, stargazing instead of just good cooking is is what is what kind of bothers me more. Steve, you want to chime in? Um. <laughs> Steve, Come on, you Steve, love all this stuff. Steve I, I think, loves the celebration. Uh, it, He's yeah. a, he loves the stargazing. Uh, yeah, and I like uh, bone marrow, for example. You know that. Uh, at, at he the was just at a pop up, a ramen pop up. Oh, he's going to go. He's going to be judging the bone marrow festival next week. <laughs> I admit, uh, I do like foodie food. I, mean, I do admit that uh, ramen pop up. <laughs> yeah, but you're also someone. You said like you've had the last few weekends. You've been 
Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival. Uh, you went to Burgers and Babies or Burgers and Babies. <laughs> burgers for Babies. Burgers for Babies. <laughs> or Bach and Babies. No, that's uh, just uh, okay. Uh, you know, a bunch of sort of uh, food festival events. Mm-hmm. And, and you, mm-hmm. you said you have to sort of cleanse yourself this weekend, right? Yeah, I was going to do some steaks. Just some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not gonna Nothing f- too fancy nothing on those too steaks. Fancy, There's yeah. not going to be any kind of, of uh, you know, different trimming on it. Uh, why aren't you doing like, uh, you know, free range uh, free range Texas wild hog with uh, with a, with a uh, some pork jowls. What about with, with, with an Avoca coffee rub? I, I might actually you know do some uh, bone marrow butter for the steak, but uh, uh, but okay. the uh, the steaks I'm a pretty yeah I do one or two steaks a week. <laughs> I, mean, I cook a lot of steaks. You like to do some coffee crusted steaks? Yeah, coffee crusty steaks too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he won't be able to. Just do a straight ahead. So thing. this is really all the hipsterization of food, isn't it? It's well, and and like I said, I don't want to be mis- misconstrued here. I I partake in it. I enjoy it. I just I'm throwing that out there to especially to Bud, who's out there covering this. You know how much pushback is there? I can only tell you that we have no shortage of plain old restaurants. There are still plenty of uh, barbecue on the Brazos and and. Uh, you know, Billy's Oak Acres and Paris Coffee I mean, Shop. If you and, just want good barbecue, and, and or... you know, Dixie, you know, Teresa's Dixie House Cafe, and there, there are plenty of places out there that still have, uh, that still have nothing but you know, meat, three vegetables, and pies. So, well, I, I bet some people would say we should probably report about. We those should probably a little talk more. about them right. more. That's right. <laughs> Which Partic- you do, you do to your credit, but you do. I mean. <laughs> Particularly, you know, places that don't cost twenty-seven dollars, which is really important these well, days. I think that's part. That's the other part of the equation. Is is you know the as the ingredients goes up, as the f- sophistication in, increases, of course, the price is going to increase. Yeah, so. I, mean, I, I love all the new restaurants here, and I love all the chefs. But uh, yeah, I found out that the more words on the menu, it, you know, the price seems to go up. <laughs> Charging by the letter. By the number of words in the description <laughs> of the food item. So. Well, you also said the cost of beef is going up, too. So yeah, that... the cost of beef, and then lately there's been a little pork bump, too. But, yeah, beef beef has gone up, and that's why pork is so big now in the barbecue restaurants. And that's why everybody suddenly pulled pork has, has come to Texas, because everybody is trying to push pork, and they have a higher profit margin on pork. And limes too. There's a shortage of limes. Limes, mm-hmm. limes costs are go- cost for everything are going up. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the some of the Easter brunches were fifty, seventy dollars. Well, it, you know, I, sorry to to rant a little bit, but you know, uh, every once in a while we we can uh, broach these topics. I, it is not going to keep us from going uh, <laughs> back to fully immersing ourselves in the foodification of Fort Worth. Do you have a a burger to complain about? No, and actually I need to get going because I have some kids I have to tell to get off my lawn. (laughs) So I'll see you guys next time, all right? All right.